hello to everybody in New York, hello to everybody in wherever you are, in LA or London or wherever you are. We're very happy to be here. How was your uh, day? How was your last night? How was this week? Hopefully you had a great time. What we plan to do, I'm going to give you class first, so those of you who are new. Um, uh, in the end of every class, I do a short meditation. Then it will be question and answer. We have a unique thing that we invented uh, today. It's called the 13 attribute. It's a little game that we do. And then we have some sushi for you that you can eat. Please eat. We don't want to get stuck with it, so please eat. Okay, so we need you, we need you to eat it. The name of this week portion is called Re'eh. The word Re'eh means to see, to vision, Lir'ot. And we know that one of the questions that the Zohar is asking, what do we see? Why we see what we see the way we see it. Sometimes we see it that way. Some, some we see it another way. Some people see the negative part of life. Some people see the positive. What's the difference? What's the difference? Why some people see the good? I've got empty, I've got full. What's the real answer? You know, so it's not always I've got full is good. It's not always I've got empty is, is good. So there is, there is a meaning to everything. And um, before I've even take you there, I'd like to share with you a story, a story that I heard by Dr. Wen Dyer. I don't know if you ever follow Dr. Wen Dyer, wonderful, I mean, may rest in peace, wonderful man. He used to get some books of Kabbalah for me many years ago when I was living in Florida. And then I find out that the story is really not belong to him. My son told me it actually belonged to a cartoon. So forgive me if you, if you, if you saw it in a cartoon. I, I heard it first from, from his book, from Dr. Wendyer. So the story goes like this. A lady is waiting for a flight. You go into the airport. And as she arrives, uh, she realizes there is a delay. So she says, let me go so, do some shopping. You know, going around. Couldn't find anything fun. So she decided to buy a bag of cookies, you know, a nice, soft, warm cookies. So she grabbed the bag of cookies, and she finally got a seat to get a seat to wait for a flight. The only seat she could find was next to a, a big man. He's tall and big, and she was start thinking, like, she's never sitting there, but she got to see it. She got to eat those cookies. So she's grabbing with her left hand, cookie from the bag and she sees the man next to her does the same she grabs a cookie he's grabbing a cookie now she cannot say nothing to him he's big strong a lot of muscles so she doesn't know if something is off about him or not so she she doesn't want to know and uh, she grabs another cookie he's grabbing another cookie it's not stopping doesn't know what to do in the end there is one large cookie that left in the bottom of the bag this man is reaching out of the bag, grab the last cookie, break it by half, and give her half, and take for himself half, and smiling to her. She's like, cannot take it anymore. She's taking the bag with the crumbs and the half of cookie, and she rushed to her flight. She said that the flight is ready. She's going on the plane, getting her seat, angry, cursing, upset. As she's putting her bag, she realized in her right hand, she still has the bag of cookie that she bought. This whole time she was eating the cookies from his bag. So vision to see, a lot of time we see things as we see things, but it's not necessarily what's truly happening. We see it because we are in that point, we have a POV, the point of view can be from what we experience in life. Could be childhood, could be something that happened to us, and we need to change it. 
in the parasha of Re'eh, Moshe, Moses is telling the people of Israel, there is a way to change it. There is a way to choose life. We call it v'bacharta b'chaim. There is a way to choose life. And of course, the great question being asked in 1922 by Rabbi Yudash, like, what does that mean, b'charta b'chaim? Why, there is a person who doesn't choose life. Everybody chooses life. You wake up in the morning, you want to stay alive. I want to stay alive. Modani, we say modani in the morning. Yeah, modani. Because I heard if I say modani, maybe he give me another day. Of course, I want to stay alive. So lama, why is it asked, uh, so we need to get into it. So to get into it, I would like to read a section from the Zohar. By the way, the, the, the Zohar is with Sulam. Sulam meaning it's a commentary written by Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag. And some, some of the commentary is a little deep. And some of the commentary is like Musar, like morality. I'm using the, the easy part. In one time, if one day you feel you want to get more into it, you can call us, you can let us know, and we will make sure we'll be available for you to get you deep into the Zohar so you can have a full understanding. So to get into it, I'm going to share with you a section one of my favorite sections in the, in the Zohar, and it's called the division, the Re'eh, of Rabbi Chiyah. Rabbi Chiyah was a student of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and this is how the story goes. Basically, I'm going to make this, the long story short. Rabbi Chiyah is very upset that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai left the world, and those of you familiar with the name Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, he was elevated in such a high level that there is no death that can be connected to his soul or to his body. And that's why the last day of his life that happened to be in Lagba Omer, his bed with his body fly all the way to Meron and he bury himself. That's what the Zohar is telling us. So Rabbi Chia doesn't know why they let a person like this go under the land. So he gets very angry. And after he gets so angry, he says, how can I judge my master like that? He starts crying and he fasts for another day, another day, another day, until they show him the vision that I'm about to read to you, what happened in the upper world. And that's how it goes. Rabbi Shimon opened the discussion. He said, I want Rabbi Chia to come to the upper world and see what's going on in the upper world. How wonderful that the face of righteous, when I say face of righteous, what is face? Panim. Panim in primiyut. It's not literally panim, just the face. Min primiyut. You look at a person's face, you can tell exactly who they are. By Kabbalah, in the portion of Yitro, you can look at the forehead of a person, you can tell how many lifetimes they've been, uh, what type of sin they're committing. Everything is on the forehead. Then the nose, you can say, if the liar or not liar, no wonder Pinocchio took it from there. <laughs> and uh, uh, the nose show about the money, the ears about how balanced you are, that the lips is your stomach. You know, I know that Erica told me that we eventually have to do a class just on that, how to read people, and we're planning on it. But first, I think it's a summertime, so we're going to get going with the parasha. In the upper world, there is no fear. There is just shame. What is the shame? That you get everything for free, and you didn't work for it. Something you didn't earn, everything you didn't earn in this world caused you a shame. But that shame can appear in different ways. Sometimes depression, sadness, panic attack, God forbid, disease in the body. But the shame itself is when you're not earning something. Remember that. Everything needs to be earned. Wisdom needs to be earned. Money needs to be earned. No free gift. I know that we, we love, a lot of time we love our children and we want to give them free car, free this. 
but love, even, even a hug. Everything needs to be earned. There is one thing that parents don't like to give the children is independency, but they give them everything else. Independence is the one gift that the parents should basically, according to Yadut, according to Judaism, that's the one gift you should give your children. That's a father commitment is to teach his children how to swim and how to make money. Two, two things. What is that two gift? Independency. And this, this is unfortunately the last gift we give. We like to give people we love gift. But if they didn't earn it, they're not going to be happy with that. Earning is, is the roots of everything. Blibusha. So when you go to the upper world, you earn everything. You earn everything. Rabbi Chiriah is now entered to the place that only people after they die can enter. The only one. And all of them stood up when Rabbi Chiriah is entered. He was embarrassed. Why are they standing for me? I'm next to the master, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. <laughs> Why are they standing? He was so embarrassed, he said, he sits next to his feet as Rabbi Shimon Barachai. His teacher, his master, is everything. A voice came out and said, lower your eyes. Again, everything is a code. I'm reading it in the simple form. But eyes mean lower your eyes meaning lower your wisdom. I'm not going into the old details. So I'm, I'm only teaching it in a basic level. Or he lowered his eyes and then he saw a light, light that shined from far away. A voice came out. Hashem has something called Hashem, eyes. The eyes of Hashem is usually the eyes that come on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to report. The eyes that wandering around the world to make sure that we get the good report to find out if you did well, you didn't do well. There's no cheating in that. I mean, you know how you're doing. No, nobody can cheat. I mean, in the end of the day, you come to Rosh Hashanah. You know, last year, Shalom Aleichem. Last year, you you know you promised something, but unfortunately, you didn't you didn't make it. And this is every Rosh Hashanah. Every Rosh Hashanah, a person is coming and he promising another thing, and then another disappointment, and then he promised another thing, and another disappointment. So the section continue. And he say that Ene Hashem is seeing the people are sleeping. What is sleeping? As we know, sleeping is one of 60 of death. When you go to sleep, it's like you're dying. The only thing that you have a hope that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up. But think about it. It's, it's very similar to death. Those of you who bury someone dear, not a great feeling, but they, they, they're sleeping. They went to sleep under the ground. So when a person goes to sleep, Usually the Kabbalah is at night. It's the time you wake up, you study a little bit after midnight. Either after midnight or before dawn. You, you choose what you want to do. So you say, let me see the people who are sleeping. So who are those spiritual people? How do you become spiritual? How do you become re'eh? Because in the end of the day, you want to achieve that re'eh, that re'eh, that vision. How do you get to that? Look what the Zohar says in Pasuk Nundelet, in verse uh, 54. In Agdamat of Sefer Azor. Who among you turned darkness into light? You should ask yourself tonight that question. The bitter tastes like sweet. You ever had a bitter moment in your life? You ever had a fight with someone that doesn't seem right? You are right, they are wrong, and they're still fighting with you? 
Are you capable to change it into a sweet moment? Are you capable to change whatever is going on into your life into a better moment? Don't worry, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to go to another section where the Zohar teaches exactly how to do it. Before you go to the upper world, this will be the approach to the upper world. You cannot look just, I know that we're all wonderful Jewish, you're looking to do more mitzvot and ma'asim tovim and Torah. But remember, it's very important is the quality of your Torah, is the quality of your mitzvot, is the quality of your tefillah. It's not just the quantity. The quality is a very important thing. And the quality cannot be seen by a naked eye. It's between you and yourself. And that we spoke about it two weeks ago, yira ve'ahava. Amach yira, we talk about the yira, and David remember it very well. There is three types of yira'ot, remember. One yira is when you're afraid something will happen to you in this world. Second yira, when you're afraid what will happen to you in the upper world. And the third yira, which is the correct yira, is an awe of understanding shu'urav ve'shalit. The Ribbono Shalolam, the creator, is the, is the master, is the controller of everything. And for that reason, I'm connecting. How many among you waking up before you're going to pray? What is it called? Dawn. Okay? You're waking up on a lot of to study. Are you waking up the morning or the morning wake you up? Ask yourself that question. How do you wake up in the morning? Alarm, phone, phone call, somebody wake you up, sunshine, or you wake yourself up and you're waiting for the light to come out. I'm sorry. If you want to enter that property of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, it's special. What's special? You have to be able to change bitter into sweet, darkness into light, and you have to wake up a little bit early and study a little bit. You cannot just sit in your bed because sleeping in your bed meaning something is missing. Now, of course, we need to get into a full understanding of this section. And that's why I have to take you to another ma'amar. The other ma'amar is a very important. It's in Kuf, Kuf Kaf, if I'm not mistaken. Kuf Kaf. Yeah, here it is. In Kufkav, it's a very important ma'amar in the Zohar, that practice of how to do that. It's a little deep. I'll do the best I can to explain it in a simple way. And I think we all, we all can make it. It's Kufkav Aleph, so it's, it's 121 in the Agdama of Sefer HaZohar. In the end of every gate, when we say, we talk about Sha'arim gate, meaning there is something that you need to enter. But there is a gate, meaning something that disturbs you to enter. Very, very simple understanding. So you want to enter chokhmah, wisdom. But there is something that bothers you. You want to read the inter Gdusha, holiness. Something that bothers you on the way. Whatever bothers you to get there also help you. Don't look only in the result. That gate has many locks on it. So many uh, enter, entrance. How many chambers? So many. Whoever want to enter to me, this gate should be the first. Whoever entered that gate, he connects. What is the first gate called? Again, an awe. Just to imagine how ira is important. We kind of disrespect ira. We all, everybody in the modern world right now, 
uh, even in the religious world, uh, it's, it's about Ava. How can I love God? I love you, God. I love you. I love you. But uh, I know somebody who loves fish and usually he kill it and he, he eat it, you know. That's love today. You love something, you kill it and eat it. That's not the type of love we're looking for. The love we're looking for is called vekut. It's cleaving, it's a connection, is to be echad. Like the 13 attribute, if you're familiar with, that we're gonna play a game in the end. When you go eat, we create a game for you that you can put, we have quarter for you, you don't need a quarter, you put a quarter, like it used to be the bubble gum, and you will, one of the 13 attributes will come out, we wrote it in paper, and we see what your 13 attribute is. Because it say, if you want to be spiritual, one of the ways to do it is to follow the 13th view. That's one of the ways. But let's, let's go in a little bit. It's not so deep, but we will do the best we can. Pirush, yesh lavin, ma'u manulim. What is those locks? Ma'u pitchin, what is those entrance? Ma'u echalin, what is those chambers? V'tada shem gibel atzorot abaot bazo achazol chomer echad. Is evolution of the same thing. V'uin yan amok beyoter. It's very deep. And I will make my effort to Rabbi Yehuda Ash like a kadosh. Levaro lefi ayecholet she taspik lahavin beefes ma midivrei azor shelafanenu. And it will help us to understand something. Ve'esh tadat shagam sheze barur delit machshavat fisa baklal baklal. Even we understand that there is no thought. There is no thought that we can truly understand the Creator. A mind of a human being cannot grasp the Creator. Why? Why? Because we operating for something called five senses. That's how we operate. Human being is five senses. Human being is also time. We live in time. Human being live in and movement. But in the creator, if I have now a candle here, and I move that candle into this hand, the creative way to think, those of you who follow a little bit Kabbalah, the candle is still here and the new candle is here. And if I move this candle to a third place, it's, we have three candles. We cannot fully understand something. The brain of a human being is in a skull. So it doesn't matter how much you're getting out of the box, you're still in a box. That's called the box, the skull. So when people say, I want to think out of the box, bigger box, not out of the box. You can't think out of the box. Impossible. Because we were trained and we were born to think through the five senses. Remember, five senses will have to limit you. But that's how we survive, this world. So he said like this, Ine ha'emeti, the truth is, ki machshevet ha'bria i'leenot le'nivrav, the purpose of creation, the whole idea of God creating us, the whole idea, le'enot le'nivrav, to give pleasure to the one he created. So, seemed like a good deal. Ven shum ana'a muvenet le'nivra, im yuto bochaz v'shalom liyot de'purudam ha'boret barach, v'lo yada shamur chazal, mitava ha'kadosh b'chul ha'dor ba'tachtonim, Avashlik is developing a point. In one way, it said that Hashem wants to create this world just to give us pleasure. In another way, people suffer. I meet people every day. People have pain. Some people have pain in a relationship. Some people have pain in the business. Some people have pain in, uh, with their body. Some people have pain of uh, depression, sadness. How can that be? Two inyanim, two ideas together. In one way, wonderful. Not live rough. In the other way, Peruda. This universe was created exactly the opposite from what the Creator uh, uh, intention to give us a tava, a goodness. Because 
This universe is operating in a selfish way. It's called ratzon lekabel, desire to receive. Everything in this universe is operating, I want to take. I want to take. If there is some human being that lives in this world to say, I'm not about taking. You, you ever met people like this? I'm not about taking. Why you tell me that if you're not about taking? Because you want me to like you. That's taking. If you tell me that you are about sharing and you're not about taking, don't announce it. Just don't be about taking. If you announce it, that's worse. It's like somebody is fasting and do ta'aniyot all day long. But you want people to know he's doing ta'aniyot. Why are you announcing about the ta'ani? Do ta'anit. That's it. But if you announce it, don't do ta'anit. What's the, what's the purpose here? Hashem Itbarach, the creator, is only giving. The operation of this universe to survive, you got to eat, you got to drink, you got to sleep. There is a lot of retzonot lekabel, there is a lot of desire to receive for ourselves alone that we need. Otherwise, we will not survive. So our universe is educating us to be selfish. Otherwise, you will not survive. Sometimes in business, you have to be sometimes tough. Sometimes you have to you have two store, both of them selling socks, let's say, or shoes. You want to sell, you want to sell it. So your, your whole brain is thinking how to take. It's already the opposite of what the creator is. The creator doesn't even have a bit of a desire. So now we have everything the opposite of what the Creator created. That created a problem. There is only He wants to give us good. And the only way you can test the pleasure the Creator wants to give you is based on the desire to receive you have. Meaning, if you don't have something right now in your life, it's not because it's not there. I saw on the way here, there is a lottery for, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 1 point billion, I think it's say there. I think if I'm, so 1.55 billion, okay? A lot of money. Is this money yours already? If you have a vessel for it, I met somebody from Argentina today, say, Basija, those of you who speak Spanish, Basija, Basija means a vessel container. If you have a vessel where to hold it, you already have it. You're looking for love? Do you know where to put it? Do you know what to do with it? It's already there. Whatever you're looking for, it's already there before you ask for it. If you think because you ask for it, God will grant you with that, you, you are off. In Kabbalah, we teach the fulfillment always comes before the desire. Always operate this way in your brain. The fulfillment is there. Now can I create a desire to be able to hold it? You don't need to create a fulfillment. Do not think like that. That's kind of an idol worshiping. That you think because of you, uh, something will happen. It's very important to understand. So how much you test of the goodness of the creator based on your desire. And you 
Ishivui Tsura, this affinity with the Creator. When you create this affinity with the Creator, how are you going to receive it? Cuts 22. If I want it, this affinity. If I don't want it, I can't test it. So, what to do? What, what, what are we supposed to do? So, Hashem gave us something very important. It's called Torah, Mitzvot, Maasim Tovim. You have to remember those two things for the rest of your life. And I'm not talking about from a religiosity point of view. I'm not here to make you religious if you're not, or to make you more religious if you think you're already good, but you don't want to go next level. That's not my job. I'm not uh, sent by God to be a policeman. Every person, darko, you know, every person can choose their own way. But we need to understand the meaning of the mitzvot, the meaning of the Torah, and the meaning of Maasim Tovim. The mitzvot, the word mitzvah, without going into the details, it's, it's basically 613 ideas the 365 of them tell you what not to do. 248 of them tell you what to do. What, what, is, what is the purpose there? Hashem has nothing else to do. Okay. It's a It says that the Creator wants to make us with merit. That's why He gives us more than one. He's going to give us one mitzvah, two mitzvot. We're all going to make it. Can you imagine? You come, welcome to the Jewish religion. Our religion offers Five mitzvot. Would you like to be a Jew? Yes! You know, you ever, you ever saw somebody going to conversion? Suffering. It's like Tisha B'Av for two and a half years. The guys or the girls, like, how much to study and the book and the rabbi bother? And then they push you, you shouldn't be a Jew. And then they come back, please, no, you shouldn't. This all mitzvot, what's the idea? The mitzvot from a spiritual point of view, I'm not going to the physical point of view. Not to eat this, not to eat milk with meat. Don't look for the logic in it. You know, you, there is a logic in it. But I'm not explaining the logic. The mitzvot themselves is, try to think of it as an activation of a certain type of light, a certain type of blessing that already exists. And by, by you doing the mitzvah, you connect it, you create a vessel to hold that type of light to go into your life. The lota said that what you shouldn't be doing, it's a light that if you do it, the light will be more than your container. So it will burn you out. So it's not good for you. The, the, the mitzvot aseh is a light that is actually available and it's good for you, but you need to create a vessel for it. That's the idea of the mitzvot. So it's not about religion. It's about, I want to call it technology. I don't know if it will sound right. It's a, it's a technique, if you wish, as the Zohar explained to us, how to open those locks and opening that door that your life can get better. But the mitzvot has to be, look what it says, Even after you did the mitzvot, you did the Torah, you're reading, you study, here we are all together, you get a, doing it, we need to explain that idea. Let's say, I don't know what's your favorite mitzvah, let's say washing hand, doing a motzi on Shabbat, doing kiddush, this is all mitzvot, wonderful mitzvot, whatever you like to do, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? You're going now doing it. Yes, yes, I'm doing it. I'm so excited. Why? Because my rabbi, my rabbi told me I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. Olam Abba, here we read Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Shimon, we're excited. Wrong. That's not That's not the way to do it. And I don't want to do the wrong thing because I will be punished. I don't want to be punished. So now, wrong again. I'm going to take you to a ride for one of my favorite writers of all time. Those of you familiar with that. Maybe you never heard of him. Unfortunately, not a lot of people study this book. It makes me very sad. 
It's called Divrei Chaim. Anybody heard? Nobody knows what Divrei Chaim is. It's okay to. It's just, uh, I went to Borapak and I tried to tell people it's time to study Divrei Chaim. Say, hey, too much Kabbalah, Zohar, this. It's not too much Kabbalah. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. And if somebody struggles with Divrei Chaim, please see me. I'm his big uh, senagor, lawyer. Because it's important. Without Divrei Chaim, you cannot understand a lot of things in life. Rabbi Chaim, it's sons. ונראה לי לפרש דיני כתבו ספרי המוסר דצריך אדם לעבוד את השם שלו על מנת לקבל פרס. A person should worship the creator without thinking what the reward will be. רק מחמת אהבת השם. We're supposed to develop some type of relationship with God. Relationship with God. We cannot think about, you know, I'm coming, it's Hanukkah, I'm seeing my grandfather, my grandmother, my mother or father, now they're going to give me a gift. Hanukkah is supposed to get a gift. No. Hanukkah, I want to have a better relationship with my mother, better relationship with my father, if they're still alive, better relationship with my grandfather, my grandmother. The same thing with the Creator. You want to get to a place when you do the mitzvot for one reason. How can I connect to that force that created me? If you believe that that force created you. Because in life, there is three types of relationships you have to develop. Only three. Life is simple. With yourself, with people, and with the creator. If you don't believe that there is a creator, I know the one time a chassid that left all religion came to see me. His friend told him, you're going to see Eliyahu. He's going to put you right on the... Uh, I said, don't promise things like this. It was doing the COVID. He's coming to we had the yard in LA, and he's, uh, he decided to, to become against religion, against God. He's a, a drummer, famous drummer, a famous band. So he come to see me. He tell me, I'm going to challenge you. Said, okay, what's the challenge? He said, I want you to know I hate God. I can't stand God. This has nothing to do with God. I want you to know that. I said, that's a great news. It's a great news? You should not tell me it's a great news. It's a great news. You have a relationship. You have a relationship. It's like fighting with your wife. Okay. You're fighting. You're in a season of fighting. Soon, you're going to make peace. Soon, not having anything with God, it's a problem. You're upset. I said, can you tell me why you're upset with God? So, well, I was in love with the girl, and then we're about to get married. And one month before we get married, she found another one. And I know it was God, because I went to Yerushalayim to pray, and I did everything, and I studied extra Torah time. It was, it was an avrech. It was an yeshiva. And that's what happened. So I'm very upset with God. I said, Baruch Hashem, hold on to that moment. Talk to Hashem how much you're upset. But have a relationship with Hashem. Don't ever be in a place. Don't ever be in a place that you have nothing to do with the Creator. You're upset, we can take it. You're in love, we can take it. Nothing going on, Chaz Shalom. That place is the most dangerous place to be. If a person commits a crime, don't stop yourself doing a sin because you're afraid to be punished. Just because you hate doing bad things. Don't all day long, well, if I steal, I lose my business. No. If you steal, you're doing something that the creator who created you asked you not to do. Very simple. So I'm stop doing it. To be simple. To develop a relationship with the creator. When you have a relationship with the creator, it's different than your relationship with people. I know people who are excellent with people, but terrible with God. How can that be? How can that be such a thing? With people, 
you can fake it. With people, you get benefit. You're nice to them, they're nice to you. Smile to them, they smile to you. You give them a gift, they give you usually give back. That relationship is missing something. With the creator, it's a very different level of relationship. First, you don't know if you did well or you don't. You come to Rosh Hashanah, you hope you did well. I mean, you really know if you didn't or you did. You know that. So the relationship with the creator makes you more balanced. You have a different level of understanding to life. It's bigger. It's bigger than life. It's bigger than people. Every person, you know, if you live in Manhattan, for example, I always tell people, they tell me, I want to do it, but I do it. I want to have a moment for myself to connect to God. Go to the river. I mean, don't jump. Just, just look at the river. Okay? Go to the park. It doesn't matter where you are. You can, you can make it. If you're Breslever, or if you're, I don't know, Baal Shem Tov, uh, big fan, you know, that you believe in it, but they do, do it. You know, when the Baal Shem Tov, uh, when he used to pray, he used to go to a forest. And that forest is very special. He used to make a prayer there. And whatever he prayed yeah, happened. That's a Baal Shem Tov. After he passed away, the Megid Memezrich, told this Hasidim, say, well, I know it's in this forest, but I don't know which tree. Rabbi Elimelech, after Rabbi Elimelech of Lizhezk, the brother of Rav Zusha, you know, said, I don't know exactly where in the forest, but I know it's in this area, but I know it's about it. And then, of course, Hasidim after that, and after that, uh, with the time, it was gone. What I'm trying to tell you, my friend, it doesn't matter where you are. The creator... The creator and you always have a connection because the creator will already send you the connection. Just you need to connect back. It's all what needed. It doesn't need a lot. So when you do something wrong, don't worry about your father punishing you or your father rewarding you. Forget about the reward. What kind of relationship if all day long you worry if he punish you or if he reward you? What kind of relationship is that? You want to have dvekut. You want to have dvekut. Dvekut is like devik, like, like glue with the creator. That's what you want to create. And he say like this. Gitin is a section in the Talmud. A person who's going through a rough time know that I know I'm paying back for something I did wrong, but I'm happy with that. So somebody's eating the toes, the small toes with the corner of the bed in the morning and it starts hurting you. He say, ah, I know what happened. Yesterday, I wasn't so nice to my wife. I wasn't so nice to my husband. I wasn't so nice to my neighbor. Hashem is reminding me how painful it is. Thank you, God. When things go wrong, when things go wrong and it's painful, it's usually a message from Hashem, a message from the Creator. When things go right, stop and check what's going on. What are you doing wrong? Every time things go right, stop, look around. Who's fooling you? When things go wrong, Baruch Hashem, there is a message here. You go by, in Manhattan, there is those pigeons, you know, that I learned in less than a year here. You got to be careful. Those, those dove or your pigeon, I don't know the difference. You know, they do what they have to do, you know. They do what they have to do. But what will make them miss that person and don't miss the head of that person? You think it's uh, coincidence? No. To, to the tip. I had two people one time. One is a doctor from Germany, and one is a businessman. And the doctor of Germany was, is religious all his life. The businessman just started to come close to Torah a little bit and study mitzvot. And they're both sitting in where there is a large crowd. 
And the one who's just close, close to the Torah is, is more warm, and like he's excited about it. And he believed that even the pigeon, whatever is happening in the heaven is from Shamaim. And uh, as he speak about it, his friend get, you know, a serious, I guess it was a big bird, you know, exactly on his forehead. And he felt bad for him, but he said to him, from all people, you, you are the one who is always preaching everybody that you have to be more, you have to do this. And he told him, maybe you should be quiet. It was not nice how he spoke to him. And as he finished that, he getting into his car, he has a flat tire. So the, the other guy spoke, and I, I'm there. I'm happy to be in between, between them. And uh, everybody blaming everybody. And the idea, my friend, whatever you're going through right now in your life, I don't know what it is. I'm sure you have one little pain. I'm sure. It's normal. And one good things. It's normal too. Remember the reward or the punishment, it's not the connection with God. The connection with God is the act itself. You pour the wine for the cup on Shabbat, that's a connection with God. What's going to happen if you're going to get good or bad? It's not my business. I see people doing the wrong thing at the airport and you judge them and you... You want to help? Help. You don't want to help? Don't help. Don't look for the reward when you help, and don't look for the punishment when you don't. They're so happy, the righteous, when they go into pain because they know, like this, they remove uh, all the negativity. That's what Moses said, see, vision. I'm giving you blessing and I'm giving you a curse. You want to know the blessing is the mitzvah itself. Mitzvah itself, there is a place in Borough Park, it's a shul, very special shul, you should visit it, very unique. I think it's called Shomer Shabbat, Shomer Shabbat, I think it's called, wonderful shul, no rabbi. Ten come, ten go, it's like to go, it's a pray to go, it's a most fascinating, my favor. I walk in, there is, because I love, sometimes I cannot, uh, 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 I'm afraid I will miss Minyan, so I'm panicking. Manhattan, where is the Minyan? I don't want to miss the Mircha Arvit. There, you miss, there is another one. And I thought they were joking till 2 a.m. It's keep going. You, you miss it, you go there, it's a keep going, and it's keep going, and it's keep going. Shachrit, 80 Minyanim, I think. It's never end. Beautiful concept. And I'm looking at the people, I say, I think every one of them is so excited there because they know that the mitzvah itself is the most important thing. It's not that they're doing it because they want to show off. That's what they do. They come to do the mitzvah. They come to connect to the creator. You're about to commit a sin. Don't worry about being punished. Let's say you're not going to be punished. Would you do it? Let's say you're not going to get a reward. Would you do it? That's a test. That's a test. That's a test. You give ma'aser. People say, the Gemara here, the rabbis say, ten ma'aser shetit asher. Give 10% of your money after tax, and you will be rich. You're doing it because you won't be rich or because it's written that you should give master. Think about it. This is called vekut or not vekut. The relationship with God only begins when you're not thinking about what's in it for me. So that's what the Zohar is mentioned about the whole idea. The whole idea is to get, not to be the opposite of the creator, not to be, 
that we want to receive the goodness of the Creator, not because we want it, because we know how much pleasure the Creator has when He gives it to us. Now let me help your imagination to see how it looks like. Uh, I don't want to insult any uh, group, Sephardic, Ashkenazi, I don't know, so I'm choosing, let's say, a Jewish mother, uh, no, she didn't see her son for 20 years. He's coming from America to Eretz Israel, and of course, uh, I, I'm, I'm born Libyan, so Libyan, usually my mother used to make a one-mile table with every single food exists in the universe, and sometimes on the way home, you you had a bite. Uh, stop with a friend when we were young, and you know, you stop, uh, sandwich, mashukapan, it's small. So you arrive home, and the table is a lot of food. And my mom is not like uh, merciful when it's about sharing. She's looking, she's not eating usually, she's looking, and she feels, you have a bowl, and it's, it's filled, and then it's filled again, and, but it can't, just can't eat. Now, by me receiving every type of food you want to give me, am I receiving it? Or am I sharing it? What do you think? Sharing. Why, why am I sharing when I'm eating food from her? Why is that sharing? What do you think? Joy. Huh? Joy. Yes, but how is that joy? She, she's giving me food. I'm eating it. I'm the one who's receiving it. Is that sharing or is that receiving? What is it? What do you think? Both. Why is it both? Well, you're quite literally receiving the food that she's giving you, but then you're sharing in her joy because you're doing something that you know will make her happy. Very good. It's called desire to receive for the sake of sharing. It's called Same type of relationship we're supposed to develop with God. What is that you want this week to happen for you? What is that you want? It's saying in Saudash Lishit Ravin in third meal. I hopefully everybody do. Third meal, I heard some people are skipping over third meal. Rabbi Shimon speak a lot about the third meal. Even if you do just a little bit, bracha on something, you're allowed to ask for something. It's the only time, actually, you're allowed to ask for something. But when you ask for something, why would you ask for it? Because you know the Creator enjoys so much to give it to you. Those of you who are not married yet, you want a batzuk, benzuk, you want to, you want to get married. Why? Because I don't have one. That's called piruda. That's what the Zohar took, piruda. That's the opposite of the creator. So how can I ask for something? How do I open those manolim? Those manolim can only open if I said I want it because I know how much pleasure the creator will have by me receiving it like the mother waiting for her son arriving from the airport. Everything you do. You're about to drink water. Hold the cup of water. Don't drink it right away. I know the creator created this water for me right now to drink. Beautiful. Now you're doing the water because you make a pleasure to the creator who want to share with you. Mezonot, different brachot. You want to do tithing. Your rabbi come to see you in your office. You write him a check. Why are you doing this tithing? Every mitzvah. You're praying. Everything. And then you develop a relationship with the creator. That relationship has to get to the level called dvekut. Dvekut. Cleaving. Cleaving. How do you get to cleaving? By following the something called 13 attribute. Hanun, Hanun. The Creator is merciful, you're merciful. Meaning you come true to Yaakov, meaning you have to be a good friend. The Creator commands you to love the neighbor as thyself. 
one of the ways to behave with people. I said, relationship with God, relationship with people, relationship with yourself. How do you behave with people? In your mind, in your words, in your action. Sometimes it's difficult to behave to all people nice. People sue you. People take your money. People steal you from you. People cheat on you. God forbid, problem like this. There's a lot of problems out there that are difficult. That's your test of love the neighbor as yourself. Everybody will have a test. But that's a test. That's a test. I met a wonderful gentleman today that I didn't see for a while. And uh, we share some story. And he asked me a question. He said to me, Eliyahu, people hurt you very badly nine years ago, really bad, what they did to your life. And I'm going through a rough time. How did you, what did you do to let go? How did you let go? And I didn't know how to answer it, the truth. I was stuck. So I don't know how to answer it, but I said, miracle happened to me. Even I was in the bottom. Even I didn't have pennies to my name and nothing. nothing. And I remember I took, took a flight to Florida to meet some of my friends. I said, listen, I'm going to, I'm struggling and I need help. And on the flight there, it was turbulence and lightning and all the problem. And I remember me and Hashem talking. And I remember I said, listen, I didn't know it's going to end this way, you know. But I think I have something to share still. I can teach a little bit page of Zohar here and there. But if that's the way, that's the way, you know. Just let me prepare. And uh, when you land, you feel so stupid. You feel a little fear. You're so spiritual on the land. You know, and here you, you're on the, the flight. When you see all the lightning, you become like... Uh... So at that moment, my life changed a lot. A lot of people that I met in the past, I don't know how I shame, make them find me. They found me, people I helped in the past that I don't know how they knew I was in Florida that day. And my life just, from that moment, just opened up. So I couldn't answer his question, how did I forgive those people who hurt me? Because from my point of view, if they wouldn't hurt me, I wouldn't look for help. I wouldn't look for, I don't know what to do. So in a way, it was a blessing for Hashem to slap me in the face and look for a different direction. It's like I had, to, I had to be slapped so bad to wake up. That's how I woke up. Sometimes you don't wake up. Sometimes you don't wake up. You need the, I needed this. I need it. So I'm not sorry for the pain I went through because that pain that I went through, from time to time, I need, I don't know if you are like me, you need, boop. About uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I was 60 pounds extra and I was not healthy. And I remember I ended up in the emergency room and the doctors happened to be Israeli. Those of you who know Israeli, I'm Israeli. You know, we talk direct. We don't know. Boom. <laughs> to, to the point. And uh, the nurse tell him, uh, what's wrong with him? Is it his heart? His blood pressure? What's going on? So he looked at me. And he said to me in Hebrew, Shaliot, uh, can I speak honest with you? I said, sure. What's the problem with my body? Did you check everything? My blood? So he said, he said, the nurse, get out for a second. And he looked at me and said to me, you're fat. Tashamem, <laughs> you're just fat. You're so fat that that's what happened to fat. Can you lose weight and you will be never here in the emergency room? And I have to tell you, without him, I would never go for it. And I remember the next day, find myself walking. It was summer in Boca Raton. Those of you know Boca Raton, it's very hot. And I'm walking in the summer, so hot. I keep walking, and every day, another pound, another pound, and Baruch Hashem. Ask yourself, ask yourself, 
Do you need a slap? Do you need a hug? Do you need a kiss? What is that you need? What is that you need in your life? But let the creator run the show for you. Don't run the show yourself, please. Don't. Don't be those chucham, those smart people. Ah, I know, I know what I need. I need soulmate. They will be tall, green eyes. I don't like them curly. I want them straight hair. Let me see. And, and he should go from a good college. And I, I want to make sure his parents are good. And la, 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 la. And I want the girl to be beautiful, smart, rich. And her brother has to be Talmud Chacham. Because the Talmud say this. And Bitosh al you have to do People come to me, how can I find my soulmate? I said, forget soulmate, forget. So what you do, look for love. Look for love, are you in love? Are you able to love the other person like you love yourself? Are you able to practice that? No, it's baya. It's baya. But you have. Like Yitzchak, love Rivka. You have to get to that ava. So you'd say last thing. Now we understand the other Zohar. Those people who overcome the idea of I want for myself, I want it only to give pleasure to the Creator, change darkness into light, bitterness lematka, to sweetness. That separation we have in our brain is coming from, from the brain. I'm thinking, oh, something's been missing here. The bitterness of the body and the consciousness of our body. The same exact problem you're going through, that becomes the reasoning you're going to go to the next level. So you're hating your problem? The darkness becomes light. The bitterness becomes sweet. If you, anybody is into puzzle here, you ever make those thousand pieces puzzle, you know what the puzzle is, right? Anybody ever solve? Raise a hand if you ever did more than a hundred, more than a hundred pieces of puzzle. You did ever? No, permit. You did? How many, how many, how many pieces? Two hundred? Really? Okay, so we have, we have you too, Mr. Abutbul. Okay, so this is amazing. Some, some people are doing it. Now, can you imagine... I take the puzzle, I bring a professional, they will make it for you, and they bring it ready. Is there is any fun in it? No. You gotta earn it. That's life. It's all come scramble. This is life. It's come at you, nothing work. You rent a store which is wrong, where the pipe is leaking, everything is wrong, Now it's time for you to become the one that's been created, created by the creator. So what does that make you? Tzelem elokim baraoto. You get the tzelem, meaning you become bore. You become the creator. You creating the next moment. You creating the next thing that happened in your life. People get married. Wrong woman, wrong husband. I understand. Problems start happening. What are you going to do? Complain? Go to the psychologist, complain. Go to the rabbi, tell them what's wrong with your wife, what's wrong with the husband. Wow, that's going to help a lot. You know what I see? A lot of time people get divorced. Then they can marry you the same type of person. Same, different name, different look. Same type of person. You would not believe it, but I'm, I'm seeing people, so I'm telling you. They get divorced and they get married with the same type. Because they never change. They never change. They change the situation. They change the re'ed, what they see. But they never change what? Me. I have to change exactly with him internally, with him. 
בפנים, אינטרנלי אני תצ'ן, בלי ביות, נות חיצוניות. I'm changing my look, I have a six pack, I have this, I'm injecting my forehead to look like, ooh, I cannot even close my eyes, ooh, ooh, ooh. wow, I'm looking better. What about me? Am I able to overcome something? No, of course not. I want life to be perfect. It's a sad generation. I'm sorry to say it. The generation we're living in right now want perfection externally. But they don't want to earn it internally. So what happened? They become weak. Weak because they're weak from inside, but the outside look perfection. So what happened? It's called a vessel. The vessel is not fulfilled. It's like a beautiful cup, gold cup, beautiful gold cup, but nothing internally. Nothing internally. You got to develop both sides of your personality. You need the outside too, because your outside, your facade, how you look is very important. It's called Reshut Arabim. Reshut Arabim. You need to know that. Your smile not belong to you. It belongs to the society. It's called Reshut Arabim. Uh, Public domain. Public domain is your smile. When you smile, it's public domain. It's not yours. It's not yours. So, of course, take care of yourself. Smell better. You know, you don't want to smell. What's going on here? It's important. The chitzoniut is also important. It's also important. The chitzoniut is also important. But it's not the only thing. You develop the primiut. Primiut only can be developed. Primiut means internally. Can only be developed to struggle. If you don't go to struggle, you cannot develop primiut. You cannot. People who never went to bitterness, people who never, never went to rough time, the primiut is halash, is weak. Very, very weak. Unfortunately, a lot of times you see children that born to very wealthy parents, and the parents is uh, kind of, how should I describe it, like cutting the cocoon. You know, you're cutting the cocoon, the, 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 the butterfly will go easier will not have to struggle with the, you, you understand when I say cocoon, right? So the, the wings that didn't struggle cannot develop well, so the butterfly cannot fly anymore. A lot of parents do that to the children, very sad. And they, they, they kill them, they destroy them. So the kids go to the life. What happened? Call Abba, Ima, Abba, Ima, all day long. Give me, give me, give me. Not because the kids is bad. The parents always blame the kids. The kids are perfect. Hashem give you an angels. Those of you who have children, here's the angels. Help them, develop them. Make sure that they're able to develop the wings. Don't just give them everything. Don't punish them. It's not their fault. It's you who didn't educate them well. Help them, help them. They don't know how to make omelet. Teach them how to make omelet. What did it take? 20 minutes of your time. Teach them, teach them, teach them how to cut the bread. Teach them how to, how to build a puzzle. Teach them different things. It's your chova. This is the next generation. We, 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 the generation, the result of the generation before. My father, my mother, teach me about life. Teach me about people. Teach me about not judging people because I don't see at all. That's for my parents. They guide me. What do you teach your kids? To watch, I see some, some kids, uh, some father go to shul, to go to pray, and they put the kids with the, with the screen uh, movie, cartoon. They put like telephone or uh, iPad, yalla. Oh, Baruch Hashem, and I hear them say, Baruch Hashem, God invented the iPad. They put the phone of the screen, and if you fly in Al Al, you see the kids like this on the screen. That's it. That's what they do. Seven hours. Until they fall asleep. It's the life. New life. Cartoon is the new life of a kid. It's a sad time, because the kids don't been developed. Develop the people you love. Every struggle is not a punishment. The struggle is a gift. It's a gift for you to turn darkness into light.
bitter into sweet. That's why Rabbi Chia say that. I know that I'm sure that my wife can be a sign that I'm talking too much. She is right. I'm, I'm, I'm about to finish. I'm about to finish. Just, just one more thing, and then we're going to go to a meditation. There is a section for Maor and I'm. Anybody heard about Maor and I'm? Maor and I'm, great, to my opinion, one of the greatest. But again, cannot say this is good, this is better. I'm going to make it just short. The sin of Adam and Eve was in a tree. Does, you remember what tree it was? Anybody? What tree it was? Tree of? Huh? No, no, but what's the name of the tree in, in Bereshit, in Genesis? Tree of knowledge. Very good, tree of knowledge. But what's the continuation? It's a dot. Tovera, vidyuk. Mix of good and bad. Mix of good and bad. In the beginning, before the sin, before the sin, it was all good. When the snake, okay, seduced Eve to go eat and touch the tree, if you know, vatiga, vatikach, vatiten, all the vatikach, vatiten, all vavtaf, 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 meaning the, one of the two letters of mavet, of death, okay? Everything mixed, good and bad start to be mixing. Unfortunately, we can no longer see good without bad. You can no longer see bad with no good. Everything in our universe is mixed. You see a tzaddik, he has a problem too. You see somebody with problem, he's a tzaddik too. Righteous has bad thing. Bad guy has righteous thing. Always remember, it's a mix. Everything is a mix. Those of you who know a little bit Kabbalah, but if you want to study with me one day, it's called simtsumim. Different simtsumim, different contraction, all the way from above until it came here. Unfortunately, it has to be mixed for the purpose of evolution or for the purpose of, of development. So, you either see the good or the bad. You also mix from good and bad based on your choices. Based on your choices. You look at people, you're judging them. You look at people, you see the good in them. Which one you are, you don't know. It's a good inclination, bad inclination. The bad side of yourself looking for the bad. The good side of yourself looking for the good. How much of good or bad you have. Based on the different mitzvot, you did different Torah, different ma'asim tovim. Remember those three things all the time. Good doing, study of Torah in the right way, doing the mitzvot in the right way. Remember. Remember that all the time. The mitzvot and the Torah, if it's done in the right way, it's working. If it's done in the wrong way, it does something, but it's not the goal. You look at people, you find what's wrong with them. You know, you're still busy with your problem inside. You didn't fix yourself. You start finding good within a person. Is it bad? You know, you, you start going up. It doesn't matter the size of your beer. It doesn't matter how many tzitziot you wear or how many afrashat chala the woman did. Nah, nah. The mind is a all different level. This is the all different level. Make an effort. Make an effort. To see the good in another person. And he continued, the Baor and I continue, I make it really short. When a person has more negativity than goodness, that person only sees the bad in people. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And choose a friend. If you choose a friend, choose a friend who sees the good. If you have a friend, that speak to you about everybody else, you are the next in line, by the way. Remember that. I'm sorry to tell you. You are the next in line. 
If you have nothing else to do, you drink a beer or espresso, or I don't know what you're drinking, you're sitting there, tequila now it's a fashion, and you're sitting there, and they are la shonara, la shonara, la shonara all day long, you're the next in line. It's not maybe, I'm telling you for sure, you're the next in line. Because this is what they do. They cannot help it. They, it's not that they want to do it. It's the negativity within them has to do it. They don't choose to do it. They have to do it. Ra is not by choice. It's already took over. Because you couldn't do it in the right way. Took over. What's the solution? What's the solution? Again, mitzvot. What is the mitzvah that's been mentioned in this parasha? Many mitzvot. But what is the famous one? Aser ta'aser. Ma'aser, tithing. What is tithing exactly? According to Kabbalah, everything is divided to ten. It's called sfirot. We're not, we're not going to go into it right now. Sfirot is a basically, if the creator is only non-physical thing, and we live in the physical universe, how do you operate bringing something non-physical into physical? It's have to go to a dimension, different dimension, different olamot, from all the way from Adam Kadmon, the Kudim, Akudim, Atzilut, all the way down to Asiya, to where we are, to the physical world. So it becomes physical. How can something non-physical become physical? How can that be? So it's going through Sfirot. The last level is called Malchut. Where we are, it's called Malchut or Asiya. It's the tenth level. Ten percent of your money is something you don't want to keep in your domain. Get rid of it. Don't just give it. It's not charity, by the way. You don't do favor to nobody. You do favor to one person, yourself. It's, even if your person is a poor person and you receive a $100 bill, $10 is not yours. Give it away. Get rid of it. That, that $10 bill is as, what's the word in English that I would say it without mistake? Contamination. Did I say it right? Contamination within the rest of your money. Get rid of that money. Or do you give it to? Choose a spiritual organization you feel comfortable with. Doesn't matter who you give it to. Choose. It's not to your mother. I know you love to give it to your mother, to your father, to that, 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 that. Give it. Just give it. It's not your charity. So don't play ego that you give something. You win 1.5 billion. I want to see you. If you win 1.5 billion, how much will be the check? 150 million. Am I right? Or, yeah. Can you imagine writing 150 million? You cannot write a check like this. Everybody's a hero before. I met, I met one, one time a lady like that from Plainview, Long Island, and uh, very poor. They were so poor. We, I was helping them, and uh, wonderful lady, by the way. And um, she always tell me, Leah, one day, one day when I will win the lottery, I will have uh, give you ten uh, percent. I said, okay, I said, I don't know, you know, Bobo Mises, like a very nice story. <laughs> it's a very nice story. I said, I said, I don't know, I said, and I'm going there every week to Plainview for one year, and every every uh, time she tell me I bought a lottery ticket in one dollar. I said, in those days, I guess it was that much, and uh, uh, I arrive. To her, I said, you need something, everything's okay in the house. I said, you wouldn't believe. I won, after tax, after everything, $14 million. <laughs> True story. And I was new into New York. And uh, my friend in training, we bought uh, Haggai. His name is Haggai. Me and Haggai are together. And uh, I told him the story. He said, yeah, this is $1.4 I said, I'm not going to bother her. I said, you have to. 
It's a rule. She make a nether to you. She talk to you. You know your position. Your teacher. You, you have to say something. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to say. I say just because you're embarrassed to be not cool, you're destroying a person. And I didn't. The truth, I didn't. And she sent me a check for fourteen hundred dollar. And she told me to donate it to a place in Israel. She chose a specific place. So the fourteen hundred dollar, and I donated. And Haggai again bothered me. Haggai, Haggai Friedman. He come and bother me. I said, what do you want? He said, it's wrong. I said, I know it's wrong, but I'm not going to tell her. I'm not going to tell her. I'm not, I, I don't want to confront people on stuff like that. I said, but you have to. Hashem sent it to you that you will have to confront. I said, I'm not. So I'm going to a Brit. I'm going to a Brit. I was single. I just came to America. And I'm sitting in a Brit. Somebody invited me. I'm sitting there. And on the same table, they put her and her husband. And now she thought I planned it. So she took me aside and say, what's going on? So what's going on? Why are you on my table? So I don't know to say number 12. It's my name, number 12. So I'm table number 12. This is what. <laughs> not, the story not ending. Bar mitzvah and a wedding we meet in the same table three times. So I told it to Friedman and he told me, Rabbi Friedman told me, you got to speak. So how do I do it? See, just say it one time and you, 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 you did it. So I go, and I remember we standing and say, hi, how are you? I said, I want you to know that 10% of 14 million, it's, uh, it's different than $1,400. I want you to know. That's what I say. And she gave it to me. Uh, she gave it to me tough, more chazak. And uh, a few weeks after, she called me. Call me, what did you do to me? You are with Kabbalah and the Zohar. I said, what did I do? So you don't know, problems started happening in my house. Somebody broke the leg and the hip. And I cannot tell her it's with Maaser because then I make God look bad. I didn't know what to do. I was struggling. And everything went down. Everything, all the money gone. Money, every investment they did, gone. I'm not telling it to you so you can get the reward for Maaser. I'm not telling it to you so you're afraid to get punishment. Please, do not go on that track. Because that's why I was thinking of to tell you this story tonight. Make sure that you're doing it truly for the sake of doing it. And you will see result. You will see result right away. I want to share with you more stuff, but my wife gave me like the two time out. So I'm going to do a short meditation. Short meditation with you. It's called Eat Bon and We're going to do something short, not like last time. In it, Bonanut, you want to focus on the Neshima. Neshima comes from the word Neshama. If you heard about Rabbi Avraham Abul Afya, one of the greatest Kabbalists of all time. So there is a breathing. Now the breathing can go either to the upper part of the body, which is called Chagat, which is uh, this area, or it can go to the belly button, what's called Nahi. It's a, it's a different area. You breathe as you want, as your body lets you. We, one day we'll do a professional meditation. But in the meantime, you also want to make sure that your neck is 90 degrees to the body. You don't want to make the chin go up or the chin go down, about 90 degrees. And you want to focus your eyes about 30 degrees up to look at something, focus on a certain thing, about 30 or 40 degrees up with your eyes. And as you're ready to do that, focus on your breathing and slowly, slowly close your eyes. Slowly, slowly close your eyes as if your eyes still look up. 
focus on your breathing. Inhale, hold it a bit, and then exhale. So you can control the breathing instead of the breathing controlling you. Inhale, hold it for a few seconds, then exhale. Two more times. And another one as slow as you can. I want you to see above your head. If you can see color, good. If you cannot, it's okay too. White color or light blue around your head. If you know your Ibu name, have the first letter of your Ibu name. If you don't know your Ibu name, so just the first letter in English above your head as well. And make sure that from that letter, there is a silver string taking you all the way to a place called the light, the O. And that silver string is your connection of dvekut, of cleaving between you and the Creator. Through the 13 midot, through the 13 attribute, you will later on choose which one is connected to your soul. I want you to feel as if that silver string brings all the information, the wisdom, the knowledge, the idea, the answer, from above to below, covering all your body with light blue that protect you and white light around your body. If you struggle with a certain question you have about your life right now, ask for that silver string to open the gate of heaven and guide you what is it that you need to do with your life expect in the next three nights to have a dream with a message Please just remember the message of what is it that you need to do. You can inhale and exhale three times. And then slowly open your eyes so the light will not bother you. So thank you everybody here as well. Now, I would like to open it for question and answer. If there is something that you're struggling with or something that was not clear in the class, so you want to ask me, that will be a great time to ask. Before you ask me a question, we invented a game that looked like a bubblegum machine. You put a quarter 
And when you play that game, we have quarter for you, you can have a little ball that come out. Inside that ball, there is one of the 13 attributes. Take this 10 attribute, and on the way in, you scan something, right, with your camera. You will see the answer for that 13 attribute, according to Rabbi Chaim Vital, and the Ramak, what is that you got to do, okay? That's a game that we're going to do later. But for now, any question about things that was not clear, or something you want to ask? Yes, Ben. You spoke about doing mitzvot, maser, and we know that there is rewards for it, and the rabbis say that there's skula, schal, and all that. Um, so can you talk about why there's schar, and if there is, because we know that there's only two mitzvot, um, that you get long life for, and the rest are kind of unnamed. Yeah. I mean, even shiluach haken, I, I have to translate, shiluach haken is when you um, see a nest, with the bird, okay, and you basically kick the mother away. It's kind of very cruel, very cool mitzvah. And then Hashem said, if you kick, you separate between the mother and her children, Hashem will give you long life. And of course, you know the story in the Gemara when uh, when uh, there was somebody, a father who sent his son, which is also promised for long life, and he sent his son to go and do shiluach haken, and the person went to do shiluach haken and he died. And of course, it brought a lot of sfekot, a lot of doubts and people. So the Shiruch HaKen is a deep mitzvah. I mean, I will just give you a hint. The place where the Mashiach is right now called Kena Tzipor. That is his place where he is, the Mashiach. And if you look at the mitzvah, it look, one time it say Betzim, one time it say Gozalim, one time it say Banim. It's a three type of Shiluch HaKen. But I need to answer it in a simple way, in a pshat way, in a pshat way. The idea, yes, there is a reward for sure for every mitzvah. If you do anything for 91 days, you're going to have a miracle. That's known from the Zohar. 91 days, for sure, you're going to have a miracle. If you, if you try to work on your midot, you try to avoid something from yourself for 91 days, for sure, you're going to change. Not 40, 91 days. The idea is, why are you doing it? Are you doing it for the reward? Or are you doing it because it's the right thing to do? Worship Hashem. Worship the Creator because I believe. Or worship Hashem because I know. There is two paths to, to worship God. One with the idea, you study, you study Gbarainaf, you study Mishnah Bura, Rambam, Sefer Mitzvot. You know what to do. But why? What kind of relationship you want to have with God? You know that He's the one who's going to reward you? Or because you want to have a relationship with Him? You got to ask that question. So it's not about get a long life because you do Shiloh or Kibud Avayim. I'm so happy that God gave me the mitzvah of respecting my parents. I'm so happy that God gave me the mitzvah, Shiloh HaKen. We gotta get to that level. That's called the Dvekut. How do we get there? Practice. 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 Where do we practice? With human. Not with God. That's why we have human around us. We practice with human. We do a favor to someone and we run away. That's how you practice. We're doing something to someone that they don't even know it's us and we get out of there. You can practice with God that kind of game. You can. You can only practice that with human beings. That's why we're living in a society with people. Once you do better with people, love the neighbors thyself with people, you are now ready to do it with the creator. Until you do not do it with people, you're not ready. So it doesn't matter the size of your yarmulke. It's better how you do it. Are you for real with people? You really care? You really care? You're getting closer. Now you're really, I hope I answer your question. I know, yeah, more questions. If not, we're going to have a bite. Don't be shy, ask. 
ask things that I didn't speak about. Everything is allowed, yes? That sometimes I recognize people from the past, from past lives. Is that possible? It is possible, but we're not always right. People tell me, is there a sign in the universe? There is some sign. Yes, there is sign in the universe, but we not always get them right. So we cannot let the ego kind of say, I saw it, I'm a Navi, I'm a prophet, I'm a Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh is a very high level according to the Arizal. We can have intuition. Big difference between Ruach HaKodesh to intuition. And birds have intuition. Ruach HaKodesh is not knowing the future. It's being able to change the future. Have intuition. Let's say you feel somebody has a bad vibe. A dog can do it too. A cat can do it. A bird can do it. What makes us so special? That's intuition. Big difference between Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh is already, I'm seeing a person, I'm seeing the negativity, and I'm able slowly, slowly to change it. That's Kvar Navi. That's already something else. Do you ask people permission? Do you ask them permission to help them? When you see somebody, you know they've got negativity or they're struggling. Do you... First question you need to ask, why do you see it? First question you got to say, what is it about me that is off that my eyes let me see it? If I see somebody steal, so I'm sitting down on myself, say, Eliyahu, you're stealing something? You have to check. Maybe you have on Maybe you're doing something wrong with money. Maybe you do something when you manipulate people. I, I have to look. I, I saw it. If I saw it, it's me. I saw it. My eyes saw that. Hashem will not let me see something. It's not in me. So I see husband screaming at his wife. So now I'm thinking, uh, I don't think I'm the best husband. I'm not the best choice, you know. Sephardic, husband, only, only boy. Okay, I mean, I'm tough to be with. So now, that person in the street to remind me that I need to change. Everything we see, it's also a message for us to become better. Better. So it's not always a your intuition. It's sometimes, hey, wake up. Look at what you do. Look at what you do. Look how rude you are. Look how are you jumping on the last slice of pizza. You see somebody check the last slice of pizza. You're hating them now. Because you do usually the same. If you wouldn't be there, you would be the one to take the last slice of pizza. But Hashem, I saw it. Baruch Hashem, it's me. It's me in different clothes. I saw, I saw, I just saw me. But Hashem to write, but Hashem to write that Hashem created the eyes of a human being outside, not inside. So we can never see what we do wrong. So Hashem created out. So it will bring a lot of people to do mistakes. So when I look at them, I will find out what's wrong with me. So wherever I walk, I will see this person doing something wrong, then I know I'm doing something wrong. Okay, my wife did this. This is after timeout was this. This is like, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Please play the game in, in the back with the 13 midot. And you have sushi and something to drink. Okay. Okay. Thank you for coming.